and welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And today we are talking about Halo Reach, developed by Bungie, published by Microsoft Game Studios. Bungie. <laughs> and this was actually the last one that Bungie did. Um, after this, the 343 took 343 over. took over. Basically, what happened was Bungie um, split into two teams after Halo 3's release in 2007. Half of the team started on Halo 3 ODST and the other half started doing Halo Reach. Yeah. Um, and then they gave Halo 4 and Halo 5 to 343 Industries. Um, so Which isn't that who did Halo 3? No. No, 343 only did Halo 4 and Halo 5. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bungie did everything I, else. I don't know why I have it stuck in my head that 343 did Halo 2. Uh, um, maybe it's just because it's the shittier one. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that actually makes a lot of sense when you say it out loud. Like, like 4 and 5 and 2 were not, not... Not the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense that they might all be from the same developer. I Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's... Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Oh, look, another game based off of a book. Pretty much. Um, so, yeah, so this is actually a prequel to the Halo, the whole Halo series. Um, at this point, you know, even if you only played the games, you would have picked up on some of this. Hey, guys, just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. Basically, what you would have known prior to going into this game is that Reach was a planet. Mm -hmm. it had human colonists on it yeah and it was the first massive attack invasion of the covenant forces against humans okay um it is also the battle that wiped out the spartans and were the events that literally led up to the beginning of halo yeah so the end of reach basically is um the pillar of autumn with Master Chief and Cortana um, in stow, jumping away from Reach. And when they jump out from Reach, they they you are beginning the first Halo game. So, okay. okay. So that is how close Halo Reach and Halo 1 are, are. are tied they're, together. They're like back to back. Yeah. Nut to butt. <laughs> um, so this one, you... So first of all, I mean, I knew that this game was coming out. I did not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> knew and I, nothing about it. Yeah. Um, and I was super stoked um, about it just because, you know, I like... At that point, I had been so deep into the Halo stuff that I was like, oh, cool, a prequel a game where we're going to learn about everything that happened prior to the events of Halo Combat Evolved. Yeah. Like, that to me is cool, especially because... So did you know it was based off of the book, The Fall of Reach? I will be perfectly honest. I don't remember. Or maybe it, maybe um, it wasn't. Maybe the book came out afterwards? Well, the, so, like... no, because the book was released in Oct was, uh, was released October of 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, and this came out in 2010. Okay. So, so the book took the book was first. Yeah. Um, now, I don't remember when I read the book in conjunction with this. Okay. I don't remember. If what, you played this first and yeah. then read the book or read the book and then played this. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but I was very excited for this time period in the Halo canon or the Halo lore. Yeah. Well, granted, again, Halo 1 picks up and all you know is John's the last Spartan. And you're fighting the covenant. Yeah. Like that's it. You, yeah. you know, nothing prior to it. 
Uh, Halo 2 and 3 have come out by this point, and you still learn very little about what happened before Halo. Mm -hmm. So I could understand that. Like, this is the origin story. This is, you know, how Wolverine got his adamantian claws. (laughs) You you know what I mean? Like, it's the origin story. Everybody loves the origin story. So... I, I could see that. I could see where your your interest in this lies, being the Halo fan that you are. For me, as I said, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that this game came out. I had no idea that there was a book. I've never been that big of a Halo fan. I know there were books, but I never read them. Mm-hmm. And those type of books don't interest me. Yeah. Like, if there's no dragon, it's kind of like, what's <laughs> the point? <laughs> um, but <laughs> a little bit too much about me. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, like I, but I'm the same way. Like if I knew this game existed, I probably would have played it Yeah, because I do like the, well, where did this all begin? Mm -hmm. How did this all start? You know, I may have actually even read the book if I knew that it was about John and like how he became what he became and all the events that led up to it and so on and so forth, because I like that stuff. I love the mythos of a world Mm -hmm. and characters and all that stuff. So I've never played it. Don't know a whole lot about it outside of what we've already previously discussed and questions that I've asked. And I'm sure I'm going to ask a bunch more because again, I like that stuff Mm -hmm. and I like talking to people who are knowledgeable about that stuff because you know, there's a certain level of passion that comes out. Right. Yeah. So yeah. That's that's where I was at, man. <clears throat> so I guess my first disclaimer is I will I'm probably going to be comparing this game a lot with the Star Wars movie Rogue One. Both of them are prequels to trilogies um, surrounding events that you kind of can you can kind of piece together what happened just by like the other material, right? Mm, you yeah. play through Halos one, two, and three, you kind of get an idea of what's going to happen in this game. Same thing in the star Wars movies. Like, you know, that there was a team that stole plans for the death star in episode four, back in the 1970s. And you know that like nothing good happened because those people are never brought up again. They're never introduced to them. So it's, it's kind of clear, like this is going to be a story that's probably not going to have a quote unquote happy ending. So I'm probably going to be compa- comparing. And many people died in the in the, in the um, making of both. Many Bothans died. Many many Bothans died in the. I didn't remember if it was Bothans or not. Like that. Yeah. Like that's what rang in my head, and I was like, I don't want to say it and be like Chris, be like, no, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I do know that that's Mon Mothma that says that because, like you, I am a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Like to the hundredth percent. Yeah, which. There was not a single Bothan in Rogue One. There was not. But then again, because she was talking about getting the plans for the second Death Star, but I digress. This is not a Star I know, Wars podcast. I know. I know. <laughs> but, you know, many Spartans died. In yes. the- <laughs> <laughs> many Spartans died to get Cortana, the Master Chief. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, Reach takes, pl- takes place during the year 2552. Um, like we said, it already it takes place before the events of Halo. Yeah. Um, and it's centered around um, a, a group of Spartans, um, noble team. And okay. you specifically play as the newbie, the rookie. Okay. This They love doing that. They love they? doing that. Yeah. Um, and your call sign is Noble Six. They never actually give you a real name. Yeah. Um, the other members of the unit, uh, the leader is Carter. Second in command is Catherine. 
Um, she has a metal arm. Bionic arm. Yeah, but like it never really like comes up anywhere like it's not like they don't really talk about it it never really proves any sort of plot point i do think it's pretty cool though because it does show that like they've been in combat she has been injured and stuff like that so that's kind of cool like behind the scenes storytelling so i've noticed like something because it's it's so you have carter a259 yeah right catherine b320 Mm -hmm. george 052 Emily A239 Emil Emil yeah sorry it's okay um and June A266 yes right yeah what's with the letters uh i never are, know- are those are those designating future gens because like again we kind of had in last week's podcast right mm. we we had the conversation about how John is Gen 1. Yes. He is Gen 1, and he is 117. Right. There is no letter. We have George, which is 052. So I'm guessing he's Gen 1 as well, because there is no letter. Maybe the the letter notates future gens? The groups, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just noticed, like, even in the last one, there were some of them that had letters. Mm-hmm. You know? With his with blue fire team, right? So like that just kind of made me like maybe maybe they weren't the first group. Maybe no letter is first group, A is second group, B is third group of like children stolen. Yeah, it's <laughs> totally possible. Like yeah. I, or you know, I I just always think it's just you know when you join the military they take away your name and give you a number basically. Like that is kind of how I anticipated it because you like, you're, you're like, you're, you're correct. Right. They like, we only know master chief's first name because that's what Halsey calls him. Yeah. Like she's the only one who calls him John. Everyone of everyone else calls him master chief. And you're right. His number is one, one seven. That was the number. That was the number child that he was in that first big collection group that they did. Yeah. So I don't know where the letters come from, and it, it and it makes plausible sense. It's just a group designation of like a group we you know was the second batch of children that we took or something. We're like doing that. different type of genetic testing on them. Yeah. B group was the third because their whole plot right was to basically make somebody who could handle the armor. Absolutely. Um, and they didn't really know how to get there necessarily. I guess I, I'm not. I'm not too sure. Is that the so? Yeah, the lore is basically like they designed the suit. Yeah. And then we're like, normal people get in the suit and try to use it. Well, those people ended up killing themselves. Yeah. Because the suit's too fast. You know, I think I talked about it in a different episode. But yeah, like, yeah. there's a very graphic description of like, they're like, normal person in the suit, raise your arm up. And he like raises his arm up so fast, he breaks his arm. And that causes him to pull his arm in like a natural reflex. But then he like breaks his sternum and then he's like twitching, but he's twitching so much that like his suit basically like swivels around 180 degrees and he like snaps his spine. Yeah. That's why they had to do all the augmenting on the children. Cause they were like, these suits are too advanced. Yeah. The suits are too powerful. Yeah. What we're wanting them to do can't be done with how humans are. Right are yeah. Humans are not. It kind of reminds me of that. Uh, the scene um, in Iron Man two. 
when he's in the the I think it's the Senate House, right? Mm-hmm. And they're they're going after him, and he's like, "People are already trying to do this. Isn't this Hammer Industries?" Yes. And you see the guy, and like the the armor rotates around and everything. And they're like, "Is that guy okay?" <laughs> I, I heard he wasn't walking. <laughs> that's, afterwards. Right, that's right. That's right. Because that's what he. That's what Sam Rockwell is like. That pilot survived. I just want you to know. <laughs> yeah. But yes, exactly. Same exact thing. Yeah, that's what it kind of reminds me of when yeah. when you first discussed it, and but it was just I didn't know if they had a like a mindset of this is how we're going to accomplish this task, or no, let's steal these children and then kind of figure out how the fuck we're going to accomplish this task. Which more and more as we discuss through this and, and figure out kind of more of the lore of Halo, that's kind of what it sounded like they did. Oh, like yeah. they had no fucking clue how they were going to do it. It was just this needs to be done let's start fucking stabbing them with shit yeah basically they're like they're like this is a secret covert thing that we're doing it is highly illegal like there was a reason we have to steal kids at night and replace them with clones basically yeah so we can steal these children so we can yeah put them under these horrible experiments to augment their bodies to be able to use these suits and why you know uh, nobody needs to know about yeah and a bunch of the kids die other there's another group that all become physically disabled from the augments and then there's a handful of like like i even want to think that like you know they talk about john bleeding from his eyes Ooh, yeah because i mean that's another thing that they do they like by they enhance your brain your brain and your vision and stuff and yeah so it's really really messed up what they did and that's all in the fall of reach yes oh okay so that okay so that's you learn about John and his buddies and everything like that. Do you hear about these characters in the book? Not these people. Oh, okay. No, like I said, so these are like a hundred percent unique to the game. Yeah. These would have been, these would have been. So if my understanding is right, you know, George probably would have been in with the original group. If we go under the assumption that the letters donate different groups, then you know, Carter, Emil, and June probably uh, came in different later. Different groups, different gens, different like that. That's exactly. the only thing that I can think of. Yeah, because <clears throat> the only other way that you would redo this, right? Since you're using three number designators, mm-hmm. when they got to ninety nine and nine hundred ninety nine, which that thought actually kind of like sickens me, right? A little bit, right? Um, they would then go Alpha zero zero one. Yeah, and that they would just keep the count going. Yep. But he would technically be the thousandth child stolen. Yeah. And like, that's, ugh, that's <laughs> a lot. That's a lot of fucking kids. Well, you know. I was gonna say, yeah. You think that first, the first group was was nine hundred ninety nine children. Yeah. The second group was nine hundred ninety nine children. Children, or technically a thousand, because you would start with a zero zero one yeah maybe a zero 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 but who knows not normally yeah if, if we're going military no yeah you'd have to have that one there mm-hmm. yeah and who knows maybe there's maybe there's a book out there or a comic out there that explains all that and it just hasn't maybe i just yet. i don't i don't want to know yeah <laughs> to be honest like it, like I, I i literally as we were talking about these numbers i was like oh fuck that kind of like Sick hits me yeah. in the pit of my stomach like there's a reason why Halsey was in jail in the last game. <laughs> yeah, there's... Ugh, bitch. But um, like, and then out of all of these children, John was the one she sympathized with. Yeah, it's... Like, fucking weird. Well, it's, again... Monster. Right? Yeah. No. Like, he, like... Like, she 
it, like she is Halsey is written in the fall of reach book that like, even she's like, I have an unhealthy, like attachment to this child. Yeah. He, he's the only one I call by his first name. Everybody else. I use their number. He's the one that, um, Cortana who is like part, like part of Halsey's consciousness was used to create Cortana. Yeah. Cortana even picks John and is like, there's something special about this guy. Yeah. You know? And I mean, and even at the time, you know, he's like, six or seven when he's kidnapped he's a teenager when he goes on his first mission by the time he's 19 he's out on the field fighting covenant yeah like he's not old no (laughs) he's not old because like if this is if this is the book where all those spartans died and everything it basically means through the halo series he's 19 20 21 Mm -hmm. like we're we're but he, the sound of his voice, how big he is, his mannerisms make him seem like he's a fucking 30 year old veteran, yeah. you know, like, but yeah, that kind of, even that kind of makes me go, holy shit. He's only 19 in the first Halo game. Let's, let me see here. Um, Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. Cause like, if that's truly what it is, which w- would make sense though. They're building them to be combat ready by the age of 18. Yeah. Like they want them to be combat ready by the age of 18. So if they're kidnapping them at six, yeah, by like 18, 19, he would be out there fighting Covenant. And is Reach the the planet that all of these experiments went down on? Uh, It ended up being like their, um, like one of their training facilities was. Okay. So that's why that it has a heavy population of Spartans there. Yeah. Because that was. They trained. There. Yeah. See now. So this says he was born in 2511. Which means he would have been 41. But, yeah. But the book like doesn't seem to align with that. Huh. Because I mean, unless I'm unless I'm missing something. Yeah. Because. That's a really long time. Well, because there's a big gap between... So, like, the, the beginning of the book is John as a kid. Then it's him going through the augments. Mm-hmm. Then it's him going to school. And then, like, they talk about that he's a teenager and he goes on his first, like, missions. Yeah. And then he goes and he has first contact with the Covenant. Not at Reach, but, like, out into space. Yeah. And... Then it's like amalgamation period of that he's been fighting them. So unless there's a bigger jump than I remember, then well, there has to be. So there would have to be, but I don't know if the, I don't because remember the book calling it out. Because it's basically by this point in time, he's forty-one years old. Yeah, that's really fucking old. Well, yeah, but also don't forget he was enhanced. Like he doesn't break down like a normal person. I I, I understand that, but <laughs> which is a weird sentence that I just said. I know, I know. <laughs> But uh, no, I understand that. I understand that he doesn't take damage the same. He, you know, he doesn't wear down the same, everything like that. But even then, like, it, it's kind of like unknown medical experimentation, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going to happen to you in 20 years. Yeah. I definitely don't know what's going to happen to you in 20 years after I put you into this suit of armor that enhances all of your abilities, but you need to be enhanced to enhance those. Mm-hmm. And 
you're being tossed around like a fucking rag doll by some of these fucking covenant members. Like, let's be real here. Like there, there's been some fights where they kick me and I fly <laughs> <laughs> like it's, Oh fuck this. That sucked, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like, fuck dude. I, yeah. I think there's gotta be something off with that timeline. They're just, it doesn't function in my <laughs> head. Cause it's, I'm not saying like 41, like, Oh my God, he's on his fucking deathbed. But in the military and heavy combat experience, augmentation or not, he already went through a hard time with the augmentation. Mm -hmm. You have no way of knowing how his body's going to break down. Like at a certain point, especially with newer, better Spartans. Mm -hmm. I say that term relative. Yeah. Right. Coming out and able to take his place. At a certain point there, you're too much of a liability. Yeah. That that's just merely what it comes down to, mm-hmm. and even at forty one, the beginning of Halo, he served his whole life in the military. He yeah, like it's it's there's a harshness that comes with that. There's a reason why the max retirement, the max years you can spend in it is thirty, because mm-hmm. that basically, if you join at eighteen, you're retiring at forty eight, and you look like you're 50. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you look like you're 58. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's hard. It's yeah. rough. It's, it takes a toll. So it's, yeah, I, I'm, I guess I'm adding a realm of realism <laughs> into this video game that it just <laughs> into our game about super soldiers fighting aliens. Yeah. <laughs> My brain like, okay, once you put it like that, I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Bro. <laughs> like, duh. Like, okay, we, okay. We got to rein in a little bit of that disbelief. Yeah, remember it's game it's about game. super soldiers yep. fighting aliens. Yep. Bring, like, bring it back. Okay. Um, all right. So, all right. So, how does the game begin here, my friend? All right. Well, the game begins that you, uh, again, playing Noble Six, um, show up and to like your headquarters to meet your new team. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you get there, you get word that there's a, a group of like human resistance fighters, um, like antagonizing some farmers or something. Okay. So you go out there to investigate what's going on. And while you're out there, you realize that there are covenant on the planet. Okay. The reason why the Covenant were going and and attacking was to convert, right? Isn't that the purpose? They converted alien species that they they took over? So, here's what happens. The Covenant, as a group, believe that they need to set off the Halo rings to cleanse the universe or the galaxy or whatever. Okay. They met humans and immediately started attacking not trying to convert them to their religion probably because humans were just putting up too much of a resistance to them okay because basically the covenant just show up and then they kind of dominate the native species of wherever they are and they become a part of the covenant. And then they just, yeah, try to integrate them. Well, humanity is not having any of that. And we're going to fight until the last one. Yeah, we, so, we're not really kosher with that. Yeah. <laughs> so they do this thing that they call glassing the planet. Because 
up until this point, we haven't talked about the the, the technology a lot. Yeah. Co- the Covenant used plasma based technology. Yeah. Instead of you know normal kinetic. We, we did it. If you if you listen to Halo One and Two, I believe we talk about plasma pistols d- and plasma, plasma swords yeah. and and so on and so forth. How their weapons are plasma based. Yeah. And so what they end up doing is basically they station their ships over a planet and they shoot down this this plasma that just completely destroys the planet not like in a death star exploding alderan type way but like a kill all living stuff on the surface basically sort of way yeah <laughs> and that's what, hence the reason glass yeah that's why it's called glass because the, the, the heat is so intense that it turns santa glass and so that's why humans don't join the covenant because we're just a little too meh. So the covenant decide, well, I guess we're just going to have to fight this primitive. Which, which answers race. the next question, which I was like, why do we not see any human covenant? Yeah. You know, like it, throughout the entire game series, you do not see a single human covenant. Oh, that'll be in Halo Infinity. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've said this. <laughs> right. Okay. So shows up realizes covenants attacking yep and that's why what started it all was that they the there was a radio communication down they thought that it was because of these human renegades or whatever realize the covenants there and they have invaded reach so the team is um basically then sent to defend a place called sword base which is an again office of naval intelligence oni installation Mm -hmm. from a covenant corvette that uh, appeared in atmosphere after that noble team meets Catherine halsey dr Catherine halsey. dr Catherine halsey uh dun, who, dun, dun. yeah um does she look like cortana she looks like an older version of cortana does she does yeah she like a little bit older i i, I wonder because of the timeline like yeah, yeah so she must be pretty old by this point. If yeah, she's got she's yeah, 41. She, she's got gray hair. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like grandma. Yeah. Well, and especially like if you look at obviously if you look at Cortana in Halo one, she's very pixelated. Oh, yeah. You know, she doesn't really look like anything. No, I, I think you got to go by the way Cortana looks in like four and five. Yeah. And even in this one, like you can see the resemblance. If you look at this one versus Cortana in the, the quote unquote newer games around this time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you can see the the resemblance between them okay so um which of course she is not only the like the fucking mastermind behind the spartan program but their armor as well mm-hmm. the what mjolnir mjolnir or or mew 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 as uh cat dennings put it in thor yeah mew mew what's mew mew um yeah because again right uh, something that you would know by reading the book. Um, basically, Halsey was approached and mm-hmm. they were like, we need two things. We need a suit of armor that can withstand fighting the Covenant. And we need an AI that we can use in cracking the Covenant's technology. Okay. So Halsey she created all of it. So Halsey was like, I will create the AI and I will create the suits. And that's what she did. And that's why she's awesome. I don't know if awesome is the right word for her right now. Not ethically. <laughs> like my love for her is quickly fading. Yeah. Um so June and Noble Six are dispatched on a covert mission to assess the Covenant strength. They discover uh the invasion force is, is gathering on the planet. Mm-hmm. So the following morning, uh Noble Team assists the UNSC forces in a, in a, in assaulting a Covenant spire. 
the spire is obliterated by a UNSC vessel because they have these really cool things called Mac cannons that basically just like launch like a like a depleted uranium core. Oh, cool. Um, at like a million times the speed of light or something like that. I mean, it's like just like this giant gun that just it's fucking cool. I love yeah. it. That was one of the fun things. And so you destroy the, the covenant spire, right? Yeah. So yeah, the spire is obliterated. Um, and then a super carrier joins the fight. One of the covenant super carriers. Oh, okay. Um, and that destroys the ship that destroyed the spire. So George and six, um, make a plan to destroy the super carrier using a makeshift like atom bomb. Right. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Spartans use... We're not fucking around here, guys. No. And, <laughs> and this was one of the coolest set pieces, in my opinion, in this game, right? I, yeah. We haven't really talked a lot about fun set pieces in these games because a lot of times they're cool, but they're not, like, amazing. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, or awesome. This one is amazing because you actually get into a spaceship and mm-hmm. go into space and have, like, a dogfight with Covenant Forces, so you get into these saber spacecrafts, fly up into space, and you, um, you know, you're like protect- doing a bomb run, basically. Yeah, you're like, you know, you're you're, you're like you're protecting this little base um, from these Covenant ships that show up, and then you fly in and you attack the Covenant carrier, and then you jump on that. So while you're on the carrier, you're doing some stuff, but the bomb gets damaged, and the oh. the remote timer, um, it's either the timer or the remote trigger yeah, yeah is damaged um so george decides to stay back and detonate the bomb manually of course he does yeah um and so there's this really beautiful farewell speech and then you jump off the ship and you're flying through space and the ship blows up and you're like yay score one for the good guys and then this just massive fleet of covenant ships show up and they're like Never mind. Like you, we're fucked. Womp, womp. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> what follows after that basically is six returning to the surface of the planet. He goes to the city of New Alexandria. Um, the Spartans basically are aiding local military and fighting the Covenant and trying to evacuate the citizens. You end up reuniting with Noble Team along the way, and like I can't really. Like, this is one of the bad things about doing the podcast in the style that we do. Mm-hmm. I can't properly convey my emotional feeling at this point in the game. When George dies, it's it's kind of like, oh, that sucks, but he did, like, a really good thing. He died honorably. Yeah. Yeah. After you meet up with the rest of the noble team, you are trying to escape the city and... Like, you know, moments in video games where like you're legitimately surprised yeah. and you have a knee jerk reaction. Yeah. So the setting is, is that you're in like the ruins of this bombed out building and there's like a like an open area that you have to cross and you can see s- some light coming in and you don't really think anything of it. And you all start to run and you're talking like you're having a conversation during this cutscene. Yeah. And as you're going, all of a sudden you hear a shot ring out. You see a bullet fly through Kat's helmet and she falls down. Oh, shit. Like 
out of nowhere, totally unexpected for me. Like my jaw fell open. I dropped my controller. I cried out. No, like I was emotionally wrecked. Yeah. From this, because you like, I did not. Well, it see seems it to be like progressing very fast, like an actual battle. Like it's just boom, action, 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 action. Which I gotta say is kind of a little bit different than the other Halo games. The other Halo games, you have downtime in between these very intense action set pieces. Yeah, right. Like you have a new level and it starts, and it's kind of like quiet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> This this doesn't feel that way. It kind of feels like it's no, it's just okay, we did this. Now we did this. Now we have to do this. Now we have to do that. And it like just non-stop action. Yeah, it's very little in the way of like if you think of something like Halo 1 or Halo 2, where there's like a scene in Halo 1 where you have to drive to three different points yeah. to rescue survivors. When you're driving, yeah, you like randomly come across some covenant, but a lot of that is just travel time. Yeah. Right. And there isn't a ton of action in between there. Or you'll get something where, you know, it's like, you know, oh, we are traveling to a place like that's our current task is to travel to the place. This is more like this is where we have to like this is what we have to go do. Like, I get what you're saying. And yeah, I feel like you're right. Like there's more there's a more of a sense of urgency in this. Yeah. Thing. So like. When you already have that sense, when your adrenaline's already kind of pumping, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, here's this person that you actually like, just downed. Yeah. Just fucking downed. And I, I don't know. I've had moments like this in video games. I've had experiences like this where it, it it's you know a cut scene or whatever, and I'm watching it, and then just all of a sudden, the person next to me gets ripped to shreds, and I'm just like. Holy fuck. Mm -hmm. What just no pause. I got to walk away. I just, I got, I got to walk away. I got to walk away for a little bit. I can't believe what I just watched. I am shaking like, and to me, that's a sign of good storytelling. Yeah. Like they, if, if it draws you in that much at the death of a ones and zeros character, right? Like, yeah. You're, you're just, there's no other way to put it. That's like, for me, that was like, that was Cassandra in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I got so attached to her and yeah. I, and I have no explanation on why. Like I just, I, I just got emotionally attached to this character and I was yeah. like, I want them, like, I want them to have a good life. I want, you know, there was a whole section where she meets the, those assassin guys and ends up you know, you end up having a kid with one. And I was like, good, this is like what I wanted for her. Yeah. You know, but I can't, I, you know, like I don't, I don't feel that way about like Laura Croft. I don't have nope. an emotional connection to her. No. I, don't, I don't have an emotional connection because to Mario. It, like outside of the most recent Tomb Raider gra uh, games, mm -hmm. you don't really know much about Laura Croft. Like you knew she was an orphan, you know, she's rich and she goes, travels around the world collecting artifacts. Whoop, yeah. whoop. it's not until the recent ones that you actually start learning more about her as a character and as a person and like the trauma and development and everything that she's going through in the later games. I actually give a fuck about Laura Croft. Yeah. But when I was fucking, you know, 10 years old <laughs> playing Tomb Raider on my compact USA, <laughs> you know, your, your gateway computer. Yeah. I'm fucking, I didn't give a fuck about her pixelated titties. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it just, 
ran, jumped, and did what I told her to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but... And I think that's a, a big difference is the games nowadays. They are. They're getting more story-oriented in that sense. So you're getting a little bit more attached to these characters. But still, some people just know how to really do it. Yeah. Like, and just 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 drive it home. And, yeah, there's, there's been several characters over the years where when they died, I was just like, nope. Nope, can't do it anymore. Can't can't fucking do this right now. I can't. And I get so mad if the game doesn't incorporate me my ability to pause it mid cutscene. Yeah. If I have to watch the rest of the cutscene before I can pause and walk away from the game, right? I'm just process. so much more mad because I'm like, I don't want to deal with this right now. <laughs> uh so, so so she got sniped yes yes so she gets popped right through the head yep and yeah and then you know you you kind of shoot your way out and you know you're carrying her body out because uh, like her and carter like work really well together so it's it was really sad it was a really good moment um, yeah you know after that uh, everybody's recalled to uh, back to sword base on a demolition mi- mission they're guided underground Um, to an ancient artifact that Halsey believes can win the war against the Covenant. So Six, Carter, and Emil are entrusted with transporting the artificial intelligence that we will come to know as Cortana. Yeah. um, And the information that she carries concerning this artifact to the UNSC ship Pillar of Autumn. What artifact? Uh, Is this the artifact in Africa? uh, uh. Nope. We'll get there. Oh, okay. I'm like, what the fuck? We'll get that. What artifact? <laughs> okay. Um, and then June leaves leaves the team because he's escorting Halsey to another site. So that's the last time you see June. Or Halsey. Well, or Halsey until later games. Yeah. I don't think you ever see June again. <laughs> June died. Which would have been cool to bring him back as like maybe part of Master Chief's team in Halo 5. That's yeah. the Spartan that disappeared that you could say came back. Again... I don't know specifically that Kelly or um, what's her face. The other one I already forgot. Yeah. But they, they if they. Yeah. If they were around, fine. But I always thought they were dead. But anyway. Um, so does it cover the battle on Reach? The, the, the book, The Fall of Reach, I'm guessing it covers their, all of their training and then this battle on Reach. It not necessarily yes and no. Okay. There is. The end of the book uh-huh. is Master Chief and Cortana getting to the Pillar of Autumn. And Master Chief, this is, I was going to get there. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I, no, no. Like, because you, just, you just said, like, they carried Cortana. And I thought Master Chief was a part of that mission. So, so is he not in the game? The So the book says that Master Chief and Cortana are the ones who end up getting to the Pillar of Autumn. And it actually happens, like, in space. Oh. In this game, they show it as Noble Team delivering Cortana. Master Chief is nowhere to be found. Okay. Unless you maybe see him, but I don't remember ever seeing him. It's not to say that he's not there. I'm just saying I don't remember seeing him. I don't him. know. I, I, I feel like if they they put things like that in video games... Mm-hmm people have a tendency to see them to to know them like yeah. holy fuck there's master chief in the background yeah. i can't get to him but that is him yeah you yeah know? like they would have done a zoom in and shown him walking up the ramp or something like yeah I, said, I don't remember that um so while they're going 
to where Autumn is dry docked. Carter gets wounded. You're flying in a pelican and Carter gets wounded. So you and uh, Emil get out of the ship and then Carter flies the ship into one of the scarabs okay and sacrifices himself because he's like it's the three of us against the scarab we can't do anything you guys get out i'm wounded kamikaze boom i'll i'll take it out yeah uh emil and six get to the shipyard this is a really fun sequence where you're on like a bunch of platforms and there's just wave after wave of covenant forces showing up emil is using um this like giant mass driver gun that just shoots oh, okay. like and he's like taking out like the big ships that are coming in while you're fighting all the grunts is, is that very much like the gun that's shooting the core rail the 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 cores yeah it, it's cores like a smaller version of that. yeah it's it's a that's, smaller version awesome. of that yeah that's it's pretty awesome. cool um so while you guys are defending that um the Covenant ground forces are also, you know, obviously trying to get to the Autumn and Cortana. Um, you, you do see a nice uh, cameo from from Captain Keys oh, because he's he the captain. Came he came back for this one. That was pretty fun. Um, now, this is a really like this is a real sad moment. So Emil is like the close quarters combat guy. He's always sharpening, sharpening his knife and he runs around with a shotgun. Yeah. And like you, you turn back to look at the gun and you see Emil and he's shooting it. And then he starts to climb out as a bunch of elites start to climb the gun. Mm -hmm. And he's like shooting them and stabbing them. And then you just see this elite jump on top of him with this sword and just stab down. Ooh. And you're like, well, now we, I know Emil's dead. Yeah. But that's kind of like, again, this is <laughs> so my wife, we go and watch Rogue One. By okay. this point in time, she's seen all the Star Wars movies. She knows the whole concept of Rogue One. Right. Yeah. And we're at the end of the movie and she's like, no, don't die. Don't die. Don't die. Don't die. <laughs> and I'm like, honey, you know, they all die. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's kind of the point mm -hmm. is they all die and she's like well they, they don't have to die and i'm like they kind of <laughs> do, kinda do. They, ne <laughs> they never show up in any of the other movies and it's kind of talked about how they all die <laughs> like yeah honey i'm really sorry and she was so devastated by this oh that's so sad yeah but i'm like you knew <laughs> from the get-go you know don't fall in love with them. And she she even said, we left the movie theater and she goes, I just kept telling myself, don't fall in love with them. Don't fall in love with them. You know they die. Yeah. Don't fall in love with them. And what did I do? I went and fucking fell in love with them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And isn't that kind of the same thing here? Like Absolutely. you were so affected by Kate's death. Yeah. And it, it but you knew. Yeah. Like, I, I this knew. is a Spartan squadron and John's the only Spartan left at the start of Halo. Like, yep. I know they that all die. Yeah. I know that these people are not going to live this. And yet I'm still surprised when they're getting knocked off <laughs> and I'm having an emotional response, which is weird because like I played Half-Life. Yeah. I played Duke Nukem 3D. Yeah. I don't really get it emotionally invested in those guys. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, you play James Bond, GoldenEye. Like, this is the first first-person shooter that actually made me have an emotional reaction to characters' deaths. And in my opinion, that's why this game is so good. Because the storytelling is just, like, it's done so well that it makes you care. At least for me. You see, and I didn't play this game. I, w I would have to say mine came 
modern warfare Mm -hmm. like that was that was the like what the fuck you know like oh dude that that sequence in um modern warfare 2 Mm -hmm. when you and ghost are running from like that villa yeah and you end up getting shot and they like light go or they light you on fire and they shoot ghost. Yep. Oh yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. I was tormented by that. Yep. I was like, oh, a lot of people were so, so yeah. terrible. And, but that's it. Like, yeah. so it's, it's not impossible for first person shooters no, no, to no, no, do no. that. Yeah. I just think it takes a little bit more because like, unlike a JRPG JRPG, it is, it's about character development. Mm-hmm. It's about storyline. It is about you getting to know these people through a shit ton of dialogue let's be real here there is a shit ton of dialogue yeah and so like when one of those character dies and it is a perma death situation in the game you're way more affected by it where a first person shooter again i played a jrpg for 40 hours i play a first person shooter for eight yeah There's a little bit of a difference in like my connection to it. So if they can establish that big of a connection in such a short time span, mm-hmm. they did amazing. Yeah. Phenomenal. I, I applaud the writers. I applaud the voice actors. I don't know if it was voiced. I'm sure it was because all the games have been. Oh, yeah. And like I applaud them because that is a difficult feat to do. Yeah. You know, I again kind of show my hand a little early. And I, and knowing you not being interested in Halo, this is the one that I would say, I think you should give this one a chance because there's more story here. Yeah. And I think that you might get enough out of that to enjoy the six to eight hour romp you'll get out of this. Yeah. See, and that's what it is for me. I'm very big on story. Yeah. Very big on story. Like, that's why I like playing Resident Evil games mm. because even though they're first person shooters, they tend to have pretty good detailed stories Mm -hmm. you know they pretty go in depth and everything like resident evil 4 was my favorite resident evil game i'm fucking leon kennedy saving the president's daughter and fucking here's this plague and this is what's going on and it's not like they're zombies but they're not zombies and like it was cool and i loved the story of it and i loved the progression and then it turned very cliche. Oh my God, now I'm in- infected by it. And so not only do I have to save the president's daughter, who's also infected by it, but I've got a cure us of this infection. Like, fuck, <laughs> you know? And I got invested yeah. because of the story. If they can do that, I would, I'd play first person shooters a lot more. Yeah. But that's my thing with them is it's kind of like. It's hit or miss. It, it is. The storylines most of the time aren't very good. No, they're just background noise. They're background noise because they just want you to run around and shoot shit. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. And that's why I say that this one, I think that you would actually enjoy because it's got a way better story than the other Halo games. So, so okay. So, we got, we've got a meal. Yep. He's dead. He's down. So, now the only person remaining in the team that's alive is you yeah i mean june is presumably still alive taking care of halsey but for now yeah yeah so captain keys invites you on board he's like get aboard and we'll get out of here and you're like no i will stay behind to provide covering fire so you guys can get out of here so six remains behind and controls the gun and shoots down an approaching covenant battle cruiser allowing the autumn to escape this is when the autumn flees jumps comes back you see the ring from halo combat evolved yeah and that's it 
okay. which is which is the artifact that oh that's the artifact that they're talking about you see i don't look at that as an artifact but that's okay so here is so here it, here is an ex- explanation when they jumped captain keys put in a random destination so to give you a little more backstory one of the first major encounters between humans and covenant one of the few battles that humans decisively um decided that we won was led by a man named cole okay c-o-l-e that came that brought about something called the cole maneuver or the oh the i'm sorry the cole protocol okay Basically, what Cole Protocol says is when you are fleeing Covenant, you cannot go to Earth. You have to make a random jump because the Covenant can track the humans jumping. Okay. So you have to do all these random jumps to lose the Covenant, and then you can jump to Earth. So Captain Keys put in a randomizer for the jump. Okay. The book tells you that Cortana goes into there and goes, uh-uh, and she wipes that directive clean, and she says, we're going to jump to the Halo ring. That is why you get there, because Cortana is aware of it and wants to go figure out what it is, because she thinks it's a weapon that will destroy the Covenant. So, Which it is. Which Technically, it is. It, yeah. it is. It's, like, a, it's a weapon to destroy everything. Everything. So, okay, but they don't express that in the game. No, they don't tell you that. So again, this is where reading the book kind of comes in handy. Gotcha. <clears throat> what? So snobbish bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so once that's over, um, you actually get a post-credit scene that you play. Okay. You wow, that's are, a first. Yeah, you are Noble Six. You're in kind of like, um, like an area that's got like a couple of structures. And basically, you are just fighting off an ever-increasing amount of Covenant. So it starts off, there's a couple of grunts and one elite. And then there's, you know, a handful of grunts and two elites. And then it goes on and on. And then the elites start getting more and more stronger. And basically, you are just fighting for your survival as long as you can. Your last stand. Like, that's a last stand thing. That's a... Because once you die, it goes into a cutscene. And what you see is you see Noble Six take off his helmet, but you don't see his face. Of course not. And you're watching like from the perspective of his helmet and you see him. And first he's shooting as all of these elites start to close in on him. So first he's shooting, then he's stabbing, then he's punching. He ends up like getting a plasma sword away from one of the elites. And then just as the screen goes to black, you see all these elites jump on you and stab down with a sword. And you get to see it. Then then what happens is that you find out that the Covenant glassed the planet. And um, decades later, you can see Six's helmet remaining on what is now a grassy plane. Because now the planet has had time to... Um, reheal. Re- yeah, heal itself. And in the background, you see a ship landing that's bringing new colonists to the planet. So it kind of tries to end it on a light note. No, it didn't. But it is, it is like, it, is, it was very heavy. <laughs> yeah, that's, but again, it's one of the, you knew they were all going to die. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but knowing and experiencing and being with them for that, like, yeah, to me is way different. It is. It is. So, grand question for you. Okay. We have done all the Halo games. Woohoo! This one takes place before all of them. Correct. Why did we do this one last? 
A heavy sigh is not an answer. No, I know. <laughs> Couple of reasons, right? Just like we put, we chose to put out ODST because ODST is technically labeled Halo Three ODST. Yeah, we we wanted to put that one out before we did Halo Three because technically the events of that one take place during Halo Two. Yes, so that's why we wanted in between there. With Reach being a prologue, mm-hmm. I thought that it would be better if we save it till the end. Because on our You're ju- a fucked up book author? A little, <laughs> a little bit. Because our journey has, for the most part, been the releases of the games. Yeah. We we skipped Halo Reach and we moved ODST. But the the primary reason is that because Halo Reach, in my opinion, is the best game. Mm-hmm. I didn't I wanted to end on a good note with death and carnage and destruction. No, with with Bungie with being able to say this was Bungie's best Halo game. Okay. And I didn't want to have that be first and then have everything else be kind of mediocre. I wanted to end it and I'm using that it is a prologue mm. or a prequel. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm using that as kind of justification for like, let's talk about all the other games and then we'll end with the one that starts everything. Yeah. But it's because it's the best one. Yeah. Subjectively. And it, I, I see where you can get your comparisons, right? Mm. For the Star Wars, the original Star Wars trilogy and Rogue One, right? Because it even ends the same. Like it ends with the start of Halo. Rogue One ends with the start of episode four. Yep. Like it's spot on. But yeah, no, I'm a little part of me is a little upset that I didn't know this game was out and that I've never played it because it, it does sound you're I think you're right. I think it, it is the storyline base basis of it would have drawn me in a lot more. Mm. I would have enjoyed this game a lot more than any of the other halo games for that reason and it's got like really fun set pieces too again you know first person shooters kind of live and die by their set pieces this has this has your sniper level yeah this has your driving level this has your flying level this has your wave after wave of of enemies level like it does it does every little thing that a first person shooter should incorporate mm. and it does it really well yeah i think yeah no, not I, to mention it has a really solid story yeah um i of course have nothing more yeah. <laughs> yes. um and so <laughs> let's get to the reception metacritic 91 out of 100 one up.com a plus Edge, 9 out of 10. Eurogamer, 9 out of 10. Game Informer, 9.5 out of 10. Game Pro, 5 stars. Game Revolution, A. I mean, like, do I have to keep going? Like, everybody was like, holy shit, this game is fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, and so it uh, awarded GG Game Award 2010, Spike Video Game Awards 2010 for... um, Game of the Year, Drunk, all 2010, right? We got Best Sound, Best Multiplayer, Shooter Game of the Year by Game of the Year 2010. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's pretty big. And then Game of the Year by Drunk Tank Awards. Never heard of them. Oh, that's a podcast. Uh, <laughs> 2010. So, like, it's got Acolytes under its belt. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it, it definitely 
definitely held its own and this is one of the highest scoring ones since halo yeah exactly like like it's that should tell you something folks that should tell you something <laughs> that's why i'm and like maybe on an 11 year old game go fucking play it yeah absolutely i highly recommend it even if you're not into first person shooters even if you're more into a story driven game the story of this will will pull you along like it is fun enough to play it feels fun to shoot the guns the story is compelling enough, in my opinion, that it can keep that'll keep you interested. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're gonna have a little bit of that gamer melancholy, um, because you were with these people in their last adventure. And I mean, how how could that not get to you? Easy. <laughs> if you're heartless. Heartless bastard. Heartless. But um, so yeah, so that was Halo Reach. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our Halo game series series breakdown um yeah we've got some other fun stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks you guys uh we're gonna get away from first person shooters for a little bit a little bit yeah we do have um spooky first person shooter kind of coming soon so bad i know that was so so terrible whatever i don't care you're not my mom you're not my mom (laughs) um so yeah like always guys go check us out on facebook game on presented by no tokens required uh leave us a comment leave us a like leave us a review wherever you can we really appreciate everything yeah yeah tell us if there's anything for you guys yeah and uh, we'll be uh we'll be happy to talk about whatever game you guys want us to talk about however if it's like a 40 plus hour rpg it may take a while (laughs) or not or maybe not at all. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll Just see. let us know. We'll, we'll see. Let us we'll know. Guys. We'll start a conversation. You make a valid <laughs> argument. I'm reasonable. Yeah, you tell us why we have to play Leisure Suit Larry, and if you can have Ooh. a convincing argument, we'll play. <laughs> that's gonna be a lot of convincing. That's <laughs> big convincing argument. But anyway, you granted, guys, the titles are phenomenal. Are you, I love, them. I love them. They're almost as good as the South Park ones. Yes, I love the fractured butthole. That's a that was a great, great title. I love that. Yeah, one. yeah. So that'll be it for us this week, you guys. Thank you so much. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until next time, game, game on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required created in 2020. No part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from No Tokens Required.